Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. Today, my conversation is with Hernan Vivas. He is the Senior Spanish Social Media Coordinator at Major League Baseball. Hernan actually runs multiple of the country accounts, he calls them, each um, Latin American country. Many of them have their own social media accounts that highlight the players and what they do, and Hernan actually is at the top of that list and gets to manage the team, what they do, and specifically those accounts, which I think is absolutely fantastic. He was such a great person to talk to and get to learn from about Major League Baseball, how they're trying to expand the game and what they're doing. And today we recorded on opening day. I'm releasing it on opening day and I hope you guys get a little bit of that baseball juice and the baseball love from it because Hernan was absolutely fantastic. So enjoy this conversation with Hernan Vivas. Today, my special guest is Hernan Vivas, Senior Spanish Social Media Coordinator at the MLB Major League Baseball, previously with the Detroit Tigers, hung out with IMG for a second, was a pitching coach with the Florida Memorial University. Man, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Very happy to be here with you. It should be fun. It should be fun. You're in Miami. I'm here in New Jersey in my basement. It's nice and cold. So at least I can live vicariously through you for about 45 minutes to an hour. And we'll see how it goes. How's that sound? Let's do it. Let's do this, man. Awesome. So, uh, Hernan, the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Man, um, I would say not just baseball. I grew up playing every single sport. I grew up playing soccer. I grew up playing baseball since I was three, four years old. So my love for baseball and for every other sport started very, very young. Um, I played through high school. Actually, when I came to the, to the United States um, to be in high school, I played volleyball here for the school as well. So yeah, I've, I've always loved sport. Um, and yeah, I mean, I enjoy being out there and, and, and competing competition man everybody loves yeah. it whether they like it or not i hate it so much i try not to uh get myself wrapped up in it sometimes but no nah, it's all it's all a lot of fun and yeah i mean it's i think it's awesome so you've been in florida um most of your life correct mm, i would say yes um i moved okay. to the i moved to the united states when i was 17 years old okay um and i'm 29 right now so i would say half and half yeah about half and where <laughs> uh, where are you originally from venezuela Venezuela, very nice. Yeah. And what what brought your family here uh, here to the United States? Uh, well, my family's still in Venezuela. Okay. Um, I moved here when I was seventeen years old because I got recruited to play baseball for a high school here. Nice, dude. All yeah. right, looking good, looking good. What was that? <laughs> I mean, coming from Venezuela, I mean, what is that process like uh, to be recruited, especially in high school? That's pretty young. I didn't know that that really was a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't actually like recruited by the high school. It was it was a crazy story. Um, I had a friend that moved with his family to the United States, went to this high school. They had a baseball team. Um, my friend played against me in Venezuela. Um, so they were actually looking for a left-handed pitcher the following year that he got here. And then he reached out to one of his teammates. Um, he couldn't get a visa. So... Then he reached out to me. I go to the U.S. Embassy in Venezuela, and I got the visa. And that's how I got to go to the school. But, I mean, it was not everything just through him. He talked to the coach, talked to the principal of the school. They all reached out to me, gave me the papers, gave me everything I needed to, to be able to come. And that's how I got here, man. That's awesome, dude. Look at that. Yeah. Baseball. Baseball is around the world, man. I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> sport, hands down. And it's clearly doing some pretty cool stuff for you as well. I, I think that's yeah. great. And uh, so you've had you've had a couple of pretty cool jobs. I mean, I'm excited, obviously, to talk about the one you have now. But uh, along the way, you you uh, you hung out with the Detroit Tigers for a minute. And I don't think you had to go to Detroit, thankfully. But, uh, you you know, you, you stayed in, in the Florida area. How do you how do you break in, um, you know, the sports industry and get a job with, you know, a major league baseball team? Yeah, um, 
when I was about to graduate from college, um, I was starting to look for a job, like applying anywhere, just applying everywhere. And luckily, I had connections from when I was back home with the Tigers. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say they helped me 100% getting the job because I still had to go through um, the interviews. I had to go through like every single step of the interviews, competing against other people that was applying to the job. And um, because of my, I, I wouldn't say skills, but my experience with baseball mm-hmm. and playing baseball in Venezuela, playing baseball in the United States, playing baseball in Cuba, when um, playing baseball in Puerto Rico, um, helped me a lot with the job that I got with the Tigers, which was international scouting, which made a lot of sense since I had the experience of playing in different countries. So um, I would say that was the, the key for me to get in the job with the tigers um and yeah i mean that's that's how i broke in into into mm-hmm. major league that's awesome man so let's uh let's hop back in time a bit i did not know you did not tell me you played in venezuela well, i assume venezuela but you didn't tell me you played in cuba and puerto rico and everything man you got you got a couple you have to have a couple stories about playing there right <laughs> yeah of course um in puerto rico let's see Puerto Rico, I went to Puerto Rico two times. Um, the first time I actually went as a bad boy. Uh, with, no way. Yeah, I went as a bad boy with a team from my same, it, it was my same team, but it was like a different division. In Venezuela, you don't play with high schools. It, it's by division. So it's by, by club. Like anyone okay. can go to that club and play there. So, and then it's by division. So I went with the group that was four years older than me because my dad was a coach in that team. So I went over there as a bad boy. It was a great experience. And then two years later, they invite my division when I was playing. So nice. I went over there to play, represent Venezuela. Um, there were two teams from Venezuela, two teams from um, Puerto Rico, and two teams from the Dominican Republic. So I represented Venezuela over there. And then in Cuba, um, um, there's a team in Venezuela that usually got invited to go play in Cuba against their national team, um, just exhibition games. And um, I was lucky enough to get the call from the coach from that team and then inviting me to just go play with them um, in Cuba. So when I went to Cuba, um, it was a great experience. I played against their um, sub-16 team. Mm-hmm. And then I also played against their actual national team of like 21 and under, I believe. Um, I saw a couple of good players and I'm pretty sure I played against a couple of guys that are professional players right now because they were in the oh, national yeah. team. Yeah, They were in the national team. So I was like, I mean, I didn't realize it at the time. I was only 15 years old, 16 years old, you know. Um, but yeah, like uh, now that I look back, it's like, damn, like this guy could have been... Chapman, this guy could have been yeah. for real, you know, like they're kind of like the same age as me. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. And yeah, just doing a little bit of math. Um, you know, you said you've been here for about 12 years. So you're around 29 ish, I'm assuming. So, yeah. you know, my, let's minus 10, 11 off that. I mean, you look at, you know, Cespedes, you look, as you said, Chapman, like Gary, both Gary L's. I mean, yeah, the, uh, that, that there's a real good chance. Rusty Castillo. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a great chance. You might've played against one of those dudes. There there. That's awesome, man. There is, there is, there is. Yeah. And one, one of the things that liked me the most over there is that these guys are, they love the sport so much. They love baseball. Um, and, um, I'll tell you, like, a little sad story, what happened over there. Um, there was this guy that after all of our games, he came to, to our dugout um, and said, oh, do you guys think I could use your batting gloves? Do you guys think I could use your cleats? And and we were like, why do you want all of our stuff? And he said, oh, because um, for my next division, for my next step um, with the Cuban national team, they would not allow me to play if I don't have my own equipment. So, mm-hmm. man, like, that was pretty sad. And, dude, we gave him bats. We gave him helmets. We gave him everything. But the guy was really good. So he 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 really deserved it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's such yeah. a – I mean, we're – you know, I've obviously grown up here um, in New Jersey my whole life. And, you know, super privileged, especially when you just look around the country. But when we start talking about some of these other countries, um, you know, there's just so much – 
extra shit going on uh, that, you know, sometimes sports is literally the only thing they have. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's fantastic that you guys were able to do that, you know, make his day a little bit, make his life. Maybe you never know. Um, yeah. You know, maybe should have got an autograph because you never know. Maybe he's in the major <laughs> leagues right now, but that is, uh, that is really cool, man. That is really cool. And all right. So let's, let's hop back in, uh, back to the future. Um, so you're with the Tigers. So you're doing international scouting. I mean, what was, what was that like uh, being able to, you know, have, have your mark on some of these things and really be able to kind of take in, I mean, you're still relatively young at this point. So how are you able to be critical and, and have that eye and know really what you're looking for in some of these international players? Yeah. So um, my actual job with the Tigers, um, it was actually um, an internship. Um, okay. I, I didn't have to make decisions, mm-hmm. but I did help a lot with the international department. Um, the way that I helped the department was um, going through expenses, um, going through videos of players, like from the scouts, um, putting everything on the system so all of the scouts from the organization can see what um, the scouts had on that guy. And then whenever there's an international um, tournament, all the scouts can see the guy and see, like, it's actually correct, like, the way that the other scout got him. Um, and the key to my job was also um, going through a lot of videos from Japan, um, Mexico, and Cuban players because in those countries is different than here. They're not free agents that you can just sign them whenever you want. Um, you need to make a deal with um, those teams internationally. So they will send me uh, CDs. Imagine how this is. They will send me the CDs with the games and I will have to watch the whole game and just cut clips of the player that we were interested mm-hmm. in. So, yeah, that's, that's basically what I did. I put the video together, um, send that video to um, our scouts, and then they will see the video, compare it to um, their notes from when they saw that guy. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think um, I'm not really sure what player. I think I was actually looking at Puig one time. No way. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it, I I got to see pretty cool players, and and they are in the majors right now. Um, another thing that I did with the Tigers that is really interesting, um, since the Tigers and basically every other organization have um, their own academies in Venezuela mm-hmm. and Dominican Republic, I did help a lot with their paperwork. Um, I had to get these guys passports, um, put them together in the system. Uh, send them letters from the Tigers, inviting them to like get a visa to be able to come to the States and play baseball here. Uh, a lot of interesting things that people don't know about, um, which is pretty cool. And I mean, yeah, it's, that's, that's so cool, it's man. Crazy. I mean, you, yeah. you had such a hand in, you know, some of these guys, as you said, you know, you weren't making decisions or anything, but you still had that opportunity to literally change somebody's life. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like that is just so cool, especially when it comes to, you know, sending them the papers and getting everything situated because that's difficult. You know, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I can only imagine what it's like trying to do that to come here. Um, So really being able to help with that. And obviously it's something you were able to do as well. So, um, you know, having that experience, I think is, is pretty awesome. And just that, just, just being able to affect other people around the world, especially through the game of baseball, which I think is the best part, man. And, you know, congratulations on that. And yeah, I mean, if, if the, the, you know, if the worst part of your job was having to watch baseball games and cut clips, man, it sounds like you had a pretty damn good job. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I love that. I wish I wish I could have stayed there with the Tigers. It was such a great experience. And, and I loved it so much that I actually got to keep in contact, in contact with a lot of the players and a lot of the people in the organization. So, so yeah, that's, that's how much it, it helped me develop of like where, who I am right now. Oh, absolutely. And, and when you were looking at these players from different countries, you know, how much did you learn about just the game of baseball and seeing how it's played differently in Japan versus Cuba uh, versus Puerto Rico? I think you said like, how, how much did you just learn about the game by watching these players? 
It's it's very different the way they play everywhere. Uh, I mean, it, it's still baseball. You still need yep. to score runs and strike out and everything. But it's just like the strategies they use, the way they prepare, the way they train. It, it's what makes it different. Uh, as far as the game playing it, it's all the same. Um, of course, like you can see um, di different ways of pitching. Like you, you can see uh, uh, Cubans are more like three-quarter guys. Um, Japanese are more like throwing from the bottom, you know. Um, but uh, what, what makes the difference is, is the training. Um, and the way they play baseball, it's, it's all the same, which, which is something really good um, with baseball that, you know, it's such a universal sport that everyone plays it the same, but everyone gets prepared differently for mm -hmm. every single game. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like the rules are all the same, right? You know, still three yeah. strikes and you're out three outs and you know, the other inning, you know, it's, it's so cool. But uh, yeah, that's why I, I'm glad I got to ask that because it's so you're right. It's for as exactly the same as the game is, it's different everywhere in the world, which is mm -hmm. really, really cool. Um, it's one of my favorite parts about baseball, just kind of seeing yeah. players come in, you know, with, you know, that you have Mike Trout, who's kind of quiet. And, you know, some people call him boring, but he's more of a silent assassin. Then you have someone like, you know, Javi Baez, who is, you know, he's so much fun to just watch, you know, just yeah. watch him on the field. I don't care if he's in the play or not. I still want to see what he's doing. So it's always so cool like that. Um, so after the Tigers, you had uh, you were a pitching coach for a couple of years. I saw what what was that experience like and, and how how'd you even get that job? Yeah, so um, when I finished high school, I got recruited to um, to Florida Memorial University to play there. I played there for a year, uh, and I got pretty close with the coaches. Um, unfortunately, I had to transfer out after my freshman year to another college. When I graduated and I after my um, internship with the Tigers, I came back to Miami. Um, here in Miami, I was doing my master's in sports administration. While I was doing that, I was looking for something to do. So I reached out to the coaches I had in Florida Memorial University to see if they needed some help, anything. And by the time, um, the head coach was my pitching coach uh, when I played for them. So they needed a pitching coach. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, that, so they gave me the chance to like start with them, be a pitching coach. I was there for a year and a half, I would say. Um, and it was a really cool experience. I learned a lot of things. I apply a lot of things that I learned in the other college that I was at. Um, I saw the progress on a lot of these guys. And of course, I mean, it's, it's something that you love, like when you're teaching something, um, and you see how, how they perform, um, and the progress is, it's so satisfying to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that's just got to be awesome being able to, ha again, just have a hand in someone else's life um, and, and helping them. It seems like that's kind of a common theme uh, through your story so far, which I think is great. And what was it like, um, as you said, you're, you know, you're in your master's program, so you're right out of college. What was it like being a coach to kids that are one, two years younger than you at that point? Yeah, it's crazy, you know, because I was actually doing my master's at um, St. Thomas University which was the rival of Florida <laughs> Memorial University. <laughs> so I would go to class uh, at night and I would see St. Thomas playing and practicing. And then the next day in the morning, I would go to Florida Memorial and practice with my guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, That's funny. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, um, as far as, like, the age difference, um, it, it was kind of different because they see you still as, like, if you were a player and you were just there with them. Um, you got to earn your respect, of course. Um, and, and I think I did that. Um, I actually did um, get really close with the players as well, that they would trust me, they would tell me things. And that's one of the things that I like the most of my experience there because I would, I would listen to what they needed. I would listen to what they wanted. And uh, since I was part of the coaching staff, I would talk to, to the coaches about this stuff because they wouldn't tell them. So I was there for that, I guess. Um, and then that's, that's how we got um, to be successful at, at times, you know, mm -hmm. um, just, just, it's, it's just part of, of um, the communication that you have uh, within a team. So um, it was good to be around their age because of that. At the same time, it was difficult because you had to get used to, you know, like you're not my friend, I'm your coach. Mm -hmm. um but but 
it was everyone respect me and i think it was a really good experience to have it that way so by the time you're like 22 you've already been a essentially been an international scout and a coach um at, at some point i assume you're gonna get a role in somebody's front office but was was coach ever was that ever something you wanted to do or was it just something that came up and you thought it was kind of cool at the time um so since i played baseball my whole um my whole life um once i got to like my junior senior year of college i just wanted to keep being in sports no matter what i was doing um coaching uh at the gates like opening doors whatever whatever i wanted to keep doing that um actually when i was a senior in college one of our our things to get money for the baseball team was actually being an usher for for the football team um, mm -hmm. in the school so i mean it's always been something around sports um so yeah i mean it, it, it's it's crazy how i've always gotten that door open but i've always stayed within within sports mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's obviously a, a pretty common theme of what you've been doing um and i think it's i think it is just it's it's fantastic and again just all the opportunities that you've earned along the way are, are super cool. And, and now I want to get to the big one. I, again, you're, <laughs> you're now the senior Spanish social media coordinator at major league baseball. Uh, but I know you told me the other day, you have a pretty, you have a pretty great story on kind of, you call it luck. I call it hard work, but um, you know, you tell, tell, tell everybody that story that you were telling me the other day, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. So um, in the middle of my, uh, my master's, I decided to start applying everywhere. Uh, mostly sports stuff, MLB, teams, uh, minor league teams, everything. Um, after I started applying on, it, on on every single position that I found, I get a call from the director of the uh, editorial department from Major League Baseball. Um, she, she starts a conversation saying, oh, how are you? Um, I just, I'm just wondering what you were doing in this event here that you have as a volunteer. Um, the event was a poetry concert. So people go over there and basically sing, but as a poetry, no music, just, just poetry. And I started explaining, oh no, this was just a, a friend of mine that has the company and he, he wanted volunteers. Um, and I decided to go help him. Uh, all I was doing was seating people, greeting people at the door, um, enjoying the show, actually, because once everyone was seated, <laughs> that I had nothing else to do. And it was something that it was just a one-day thing that I did. And she said, oh, what a coincidence. Um, my daughter was part of that, of that show. Like, my daughter was there performing. And I was like, wow, like, what a small world. Um, like when things are meant to be for you, like you're gonna, mm -hmm. you're gonna get them. So from, from that interview, um, we just started talking about my experience in baseball. She saw that I played baseball my whole life. She saw that I was with the Tigers. Um, she saw that I had a good experience with like basically just baseball. Um, they tested me, my writing skills, English, Spanish, everything. Um, translation, translation is a big part of my, of my job. Um, and yeah, two weeks after they, they call me and say, Hey, you got the job. You're going to get a laptop, um, in the next two days and we'll start from there. That's, and awesome, that's how man. I got it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. See, that's not luck, man. That's, that's being smart <laughs> because it's a volunteer position. You put it on your resume. It's hard work. It's, it's helping out a good friend. Um, and I'm a huge karma guy. So I believe, uh, as you said, if something's meant to be, it's, there's a reason for it. Um, and all those stars aligned and now, now you got a pretty sweet job, man. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, and that's something that I tell everyone, um, doesn't matter like what type of job you're doing, like just put everything on your resume. You never know, um, who is going to see that and where these people has been that they can say, Oh, I have a friend that works here. You can help him out or anything like that. Uh, in the future, it doesn't matter how small the job is. It's always going to help you find what you finally want mm -hmm. at the end, where you want to be. I love it, man. And you're, yeah. you're in a, as I said, you're in a pretty darn cool spot now. They sent you a laptop. Man, you're on top of the world, I bet. Get to hang out in Miami still. You don't have to come up to cold, chilly New York. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about it. I mean, I know now you're the senior 
I, I like saying that senior Spanish social media <laughs> coordinator. Um, obviously, you kind of grew into that role. What what exactly uh, do you do, and and especially in the beginning, and and how how are you helping spread the great word of baseball? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run through like what I did when I started. If you have any question, let me know. Yeah. Um, so when I started, um, I was basically running the Spanish social media accounts for the teams um all of them uh there's at the time there were eight people in my in my department okay okay so if we would divide it maybe between six to ten teams each every Mm day um and we would run them through the games do the do the play-by-play during the games um prepare their their lineups for their social media um, and we would post everything on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram of the teams. This, this is, mm-hmm. remind you, this is a team. I'm working for Major League Baseball and we're doing things for the teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. It's interesting because a lot of people think, oh, so the teams don't do that? No, some of the teams don't do that. They're Spanish. Uh, we do it. Um, and when I started, uh, we, I was doing that. I was also helping... Um, our major accounts, which is Las Mayores, um, that is MOB in Spanish. We have almost 800K followers right now. When I started, it was by 200K. So we've grown a lot. Um, Spanish is growing a lot in the, in the industry. And that's, that's a great thing um, because most of the players come from Latin, Latin um, countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I also help the countries accounts which we have mob cuba mob puerto rico mob venezuela and mob dominicana Uh, we have mob mexico as well and um once i was um getting my experience in with with all of this social media stuff i got i got to um get better at um at photoshop i got to get better at video editing i got to get better at a bunch of stuff so that helped me a lot get to where i'm at right now mm-hmm. um i went from just being a coordinator to now be a senior coordinator um now i'm supervising the country's accounts only so so i'm basically the manager of the mob cuba mob mexico mob dominicana mob venezuela and mob puerto rico accounts that is so awesome, man. When, yeah, when um, Nicole put us together um, and when she told me that, I was like, I didn't, first off, I didn't know those existed. Second off, I think that is so, so cool. Um, yeah. And, and again, you know, I'm, any way to spread the game is something that I want to hear about because baseball is my favorite sport and the more people we can get to play, the better the game's just going to end up being. So, uh, you know, I appreciate what you do and, and helping spread the word, uh, especially the MLB. When you were working when you were working on the team accounts, you said, you know, there's like six or eight of you and you would work on like six to 10 accounts a day, like, especially on Twitter, like how, like the team accounts make sense. You know, you're just talking about what the team is doing essentially, right? Like it's nothing, yeah. nothing too out of, the, but how would you handle doing 10 accounts in one day? Like, especially from seven o'clock on, like it's just baseball. So, I mean, you're, you're paying attention to potentially up to 10 different games at once. It's crazy. It's very crazy. Um, we were a really small department. Um, we had, I will be watching seven games at a time um, to be able to do the play-by-play for mm-hmm. every team. And That's nuts. It, 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 imagine seven, seven games is 14 teams. So I'm running 14 Twitter accounts at the same time. Um, what we do is, we go with what the actual team is doing in their English account. Um, so we will, they post a highlight, we post a highlight. They post a picture, we post a picture. They post a lineup, we post a lineup. But we have the freedom of posting whatever we want. So mm-hmm. if we see a highlight that it's amazing and they don't want to post it, we go ahead and post it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have that freedom there. So, yeah, it's crazy because you have to be watching all the games at the same time. Sometimes, uh, not sometimes, a lot of times we will miss stuff. But we have a chain of like a channel that everything good that happens um, gets emailed to us. So we will have that as an alert. Oh, this happened. So we will get the video for that moment and then we Mm -hmm. can post it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very crazy right now. Um, is, is different. 
Uh, right now, there's 23 of us in the department. There so now, yeah. So now we divide the games by only three games. So people are are looking at working on six different accounts, not mm-hmm. 14. Yeah, <laughs> 14 just sounds like so many, man. Like that has to be nuts, especially. You know, we're just talking about a you know a you know a Tuesday night. Every single baseball team plays on Tuesday, right? As, as other than the beginning of the year with the weird schedules, you're on Tuesday, man. Like you're you're there from I assume seven o'clock at night till you know one o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast, just grinding the whole time. Well, not even not not, not even seven or six p.m. We we're we're there since like well, nine in the morning. Yeah, nine in the morning till because we need to get the lineup ready. We need mm-hmm. to get. Um, we need to post stuff from their um, batting practice. Mm-hmm. We need to post stuff from when they're getting to the ballpark. Like uh, it's, it's social media, you know, like you need to post everything, like things that are people liking. So, yeah. so, so yeah, we had shifts from um, nine to five. And then the second person will come from five until end. There's not a, there's not a, <laughs> yeah, there's not a time yeah. to, 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 um, to get out of work because until the, the last game is, is over, you can't live. So the, there was times that, that um, I'm doing games here in the, in the East coast from the West coast. So the Dodgers um, start playing at 10 PM here, Eastern mm-hmm. time. And they go to extra training, so we'll be away to like two in the morning until the final out, so we can post the the numbers from the game. The it, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just about to ask. Do you remember any of those? You know, the West Coast extra inning games that went 14, 15 innings at all? Definitely. Yeah, there was one time that I had to stay up to like three in the morning to cover one of those games. Um, I don't know if you remember the the World Baseball Classic, the 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 game. Mexico mm-hmm. against Venezuela in Mexico. I was mm-hmm. I was covering that game for our country accounts for MLB Mexico and MLB Venezuela, and um, people might remember the crazy story of like Mexico winning but not advancing, advancing Venezuela because of like the score, the oh, runs yeah, difference, yeah. Uh-huh. yep, and that that they made the decision like very very late at night. Yeah, I, for cool. that one, for that one, I stayed up till six in the morning just waiting for the decision so I can post it on the account. Oh my goodness, dude! <laughs> Look at you grinding. I love it, man. I mean, again, yeah. at least it's baseball. At least it's some. I mean, at that point in time, that's just gotta suck. Like four thirty in the morning rolls around, you're probably just like, come on, just someone make a decision. But like, kudos <laughs> to you, man. And then you had to wake up and go to work probably the next day at nine o'clock. They gave me the day off. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice of them. That's very nice yeah. of them. You you did your job. I think that's great. Um, and so now what you're doing, as you said, with as as a senior um, Spanish uh, senior Spanish social media coordinator, you're really just paying attention to the country um, accounts, correct? So with that, what are how many were there again? Was it four or five? There's four. Four. Okay. Right so yeah. what between them? How how are these accounts run differently? Just to give like a little bit of insight, like is it just like kind of paying attention to the specific players from those countries? Is there's different like branding that you guys are trying to pay attention to? Kind of how give us a little peek behind the curtain there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we don't want to run over our main account, which is Las Mayores, which is like a broad account for all mm-hmm. of like baseball, mostly Hispanics, because it's our Spanish account. So we are focusing our country's accounts only for players from that country so if you see the page from MLB Puerto Rico you're only gonna see Puerto Ricans in that account same for Venezuela same for Dominican Republic say for Cuba um, so so yeah I mean it's it's only players from from those countries um, a lot of people love it and a lot of people say oh why don't you post about these other guys and I mean it's it's I think it's very irrelevant to have a social media in Spanish if you're going to be posting the all the players in the league. Mm-hmm. So yeah. might, as, might as well just keep it within like the country that, that we're representing in, in social media. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I mean, I think that completely makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I mean, it's, it's crazy because um, there's – in my team, um, there's four of us. Um, and um, to tell you the truth, we don't have a Dominican right now in our department. So we run the Dominican account um, 
keeping a language that all Dominicans are going to understand mm-hmm. and keeping a language that we feel identified with Dominicans. Um, we always have to keep that slang uh, with every country just to have that account feel that is from that country. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a pretty good job. Like there's been a lot of posts on the, on our main account on Las Mayores about war baseball classics. So imagine we're, um, I'm behind the country's accounts commenting on that post from every mm-hmm. single other country. I got, oh yeah, Cuba's the best. Oh yeah, Venezuela's the best or this. And then we start just like talking trash between mm-hmm. accounts, but it's the same person behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so it's crazy. It is crazy and it's amazing how people like to interact with that, with that type of stuff. That is that is actually really funny uh, that you're pretty yeah. much just trash talking about yourself. Uh, and that, that was going to be, I guess, one of my questions. Like, how, how do you guys go about making sure that you are really speaking in that country's voice and that, I mean, I, the language is the same, but I'm sure there's dialects, as you said before, there's slang. So how do you guys make sure that you're not kind of cross-pollinating and you really are using that country and the voice of that country? Yeah, so um, we have um, in in our same de- our same department we have a group that um, it's in charge of like researching stuff, stats, language, um, Spanish, English, everything, and we put together uh, a plan and a, a document where like it shows us all the words that are said in one country and there are different in another country. So like wow. not to use not to use here, but use here. And I mean, it's the same four guys have been in those accounts for the past two years. So we are already used to it. We already know what to put and what not to put. Um, And also we have the opportunity to go to the games and interact with these players for the past five years that I've been or four years that I would be with um, Major League Baseball. I've been able to go to the to the ballpark, go to the clubhouse, talk to these guys, see how they talk, see how they talk to each other. And, and, and that's that's something that has helped me a lot when I when you go I go to post something on social media because I hear the words that they're saying. So I know that these are the words that fans want to hear. I mm-hmm. know these are the words that if I put it on a comment, people are gonna feel um, very familiar with it and, and they're, they're going to interact with it more because they're going to feel more um, familiar with, mm-hmm. with what, what, what we're talking about. Yeah, it's all about authenticity, right? I mean, it's it, it, yeah. you make it, you clearly, I mean, you guys did a bunch of research, um, as you said, to make sure that you're using the language of that country. Again, it's it's Spanish, but at the same time, you know, it's English is different in Texas than it is in California than it is in New York City. So it's exactly. just making sure that you're utilizing that true voice and being very authentic with it so clearly you guys are doing a killer job there and as you said you know the one account went from 200 to 800k i mean how many on a daily basis how many different people around the world are you engaging with wow um a lot (laughs) i mean (laughs) every 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 day is different i'm gonna tell you an average um on las mayores which is our is our bigger account um we post between two to four um publications a day on instagram and those posts go from eight thousand to thirty thousand likes plus the comments mm-hmm. i mean for for such a, a a small account compared to like other league accounts i mean they have millions of followers we mm-hmm. we're just growing we have 700k um we get a lot of interactions i think that's one of the things that um um that hispanics latin people are known for which is like talking a lot um a lot of people love commenting on our posts they they interact a lot and and that helps us and not just because it helps us but we love seeing that stuff because as as us being hispanic as well we like commenting back on people we like Mm -hmm um talking to people so so it's amazing how many people you can you can be reaching out to on the same day on different on different accounts on different posts yeah i mean that's just got to be so cool just getting to talk to people all over the world about baseball right it's something you've loved your whole life it's something they've loved their whole lives i mean what like i just have so many different questions especially with something like that like it's it's got to just be so cool like how especially on like the major account like, what are you guys doing to make sure that you're continuing? Like, what are the KPIs that you guys look at? And like, how, how do you make sure that you're continuing to grow the account on a daily basis? Especially, as you said, it's relatively small compared to other league accounts. But at the same time, there's so much room for growth. 
Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of room to um to grow. Um we always try to be different. Um we always try to bring new things in. We never keep the same ideas from previous years unless they really worked for us. Um so it's it's being on top of what people is liking at the moment. So mm-hmm. let's say right now TikTok is growing. So we open a TikTok account and we're starting to make funny videos and nice videos that we might be posting on, on our Instagram just because a lot of people are liking that. Um, and then um, things that fans like to see behind the scenes, um, fans talking to players, players talking to fans, um, players um, interacting with fans, um, players explaining how they hit, how they grab the baseball, how... How, how to um, steal a base, things that fans want to see. Um, and that's what has kept us growing. I mean, from 200K to 700K in a matter of three years is, is, is difficult. And I think we're doing a very good job at, at um, opening ourselves to like different ideas. We have 20, 23 people in our team. Everyone pinches an idea every hour, I would say. And and we come up with the best idea for what what we want to do for that day, and 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 we go ahead and do it. I mean, it's 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 amazing how how such a small group can make a, a huge difference difference on on other people. That um, it, it's I mean, I have no words to describe how 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 happy I am of of how, how our job has has grown so much. It's got to be so cool, man. I mean, in a million years, did you ever think that you'd be running, you know, all these, you know, MLB Spanish social media accounts? Like, that's just no. crazy. Yeah. I mean, when I first got the job, I, I, I didn't believe it. I, I thought, I mean, like, who would thought I would be running Major League Baseball social media accounts? And, and it's crazy because it's something that it's seen all over the world. It's not just here in the States now, like Major League Baseball is followed in every single country. And it's crazy how the things that we can do in, in those accounts can impact in a, in a huge way other people, especially kids um, growing up liking baseball. Yeah, man. And then again, you know, I love the World Baseball Classic. I know. So I'm a big Olympics fan, too. And baseball is finally supposed to come back to the Olympics this year. Unfortunately, the Olympics got pushed off. So we might have the Olympics and the World Baseball Classic next year, which is going to be pretty crazy. Um, how are you, you know, again, looking forward to 2021, kind of having a little bit of time, what are some of the things that you guys are doing within all these social media accounts to make sure that, you know, by the World Baseball Classic, you're going to have, you're just going to be able to, you know, not just pump out the daily content, but really have those stories and be able to tell, you know, the, about the teams and those players and really dive into that stuff. Yeah, so, um, oh, give me one second. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, sorry, I got a call. Um, so, um, for 2021, uh, what people don't know is that the, well, some people might know, the World Classic is run by MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the MLB accounts. The thing is that we don't, we don't specifically have the, like our country's accounts don't specifically represent the countries. Like they have their own social media. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But we also are a big part of like representing those players. Like we mm-hmm. have since, since Major League Baseball is running the World Baseball Classic, we have the access to these players. We have the access to go to these games. And it's, it's a very good opportunity for us to keep growing our country's accounts because we could be there next to them showing people that name in the front of their jersey that says dominicana venezuela cuba it's huge people love that stuff and and we we take advantage of that with our accounts because um we're it's it's not like the world baseball classic accounts that come around every four years because that's when it's played but we are there every single year because we post about every single season. We post about all of these players. And when the 
classic comes where one of the biggest accounts that people follow because we already been following these players and now we have that access with them wearing their colors, their country colors in their chest. So it's, it's, it's great, man. Like um, the world goes so classic. It's um, and 2021 is going to be huge, huge, huge for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Miami, right? Or at least some of it is. Well, um, they're going to play all three rounds here in Miami. So that's going to be something crazy. A lot of Hell people yeah. are going to come from Venezuela, from Dominican Republic, from Puerto Rico. I mean, imagine all those teams playing here in Miami. Um, oh, I, don't know, I don't know if you remember seeing on TV the game um, Colombia against Dominican Republic in Marlins Park. That thing was packed, packed. Like, like nobody, like there was no seats left. And imagine, imagine if we see a Puerto Rico against Dominican Republic here in 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 Marlins Park. That that would be amazing with such a such a huge um, Latin community that is here in Miami. I would love it. Maybe hey, do you have a uh, just just keep a spot on your couch if you don't mind. I might I might need somewhere to live for a couple of weeks uh, <laughs> when the World Baseball Classic rolls around again. But no, man, I'm so excited. I'm a huge fan of the World Baseball Classic. The um, I think this past Saturday or Sunday, you know, again with what's going on with baseball um, and not being on uh, MLB Network was just replaying all the. Uh, all the games from 2017. Um, and I sat down and just was lucky enough to watch the game where Adam Jones makes that ridiculous catch. And I watched yeah. the whole thing and I was just looking at my computer and I look up and Manny Machado just hits this rocket. And I was like, wait, I think this is it. And Adam Jones goes up. They're both on the Orioles at the time. So it's that oh, whole yeah. back and forth. Oh man, dude, <laughs> I, I love it so much. And it was so fantastic. And yeah, Obviously, what is with what's going on with baseball kind of being on hiatus for a little while? Um, I didn't want most of the conversation to be about that. I wanted it to be about you and what you've done and the incredible things. So I will get to that in a second. But the last question I have about your job specifically is is just what do you love the most about it? Wow. Um, what I love the most about it is actually the interactions that I have with the players. Um, really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because it's 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 not like a personal thing that, Oh, I get to meet them. No, is, is the access that I'm there with them getting the content for the fans, knowing that the fans are going to like something that I'm doing at the moment, even though I'm not showing, showing camera because I don't, we don't want people to see who's behind mm -hmm. our phones. Exactly. Um, but just knowing that I'm there videotaping what fans are going to see is such an amazing experience. That's one of the things that I love the most about my job. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. That is so awesome, man. Getting to meet all the players and getting to hang out with them. And as you said, getting to then show the fans more. That's the one thing about baseball. You know, I love every aspect of it, but the one thing that baseball could do better is just give me more access to the players, man. They're all really funny. You know, as we saw over spring, uh, spring training, when everyone mic'd up, I'm, I'm a big Mets fan. So, you know, hearing Pete Alonzo and Dom Smith and JD, um, JD Davis kind of ripping on each other during the game. Yeah. Like, I love that. And I hope we can get more yeah. of it. So, you know, keep, <laughs> keep doing your thing, Hernan. I, I love it. And then, Thank you. So I guess just the last last topic, you know, obviously, again, with everything that's going on with, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19 and kind of the MLB being on hiatus, what are you guys doing to continue? I mean, today, as of recording, is opening day. Um, and if I'm smart, I will release this episode today because it's opening day. Um, we'll see if I get around to it. But what... um. What like what are you guys doing to continue to kind of keep everybody engaged and like are you guys posting old games, old highlights? Like what are you guys doing, especially today, to keep everything rocking and rolling? Well, um, it's a great thing that we're doing this call today because today is was supposed to be opening day. Um, right now it's nine fifty, and um, today we're doing opening day at home, opening day in casa. Um, we are. Um, streaming live games from the past. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have the Bryce Harper walk-off home run with the Phillies from last year going on on either Twitter or Facebook from MLB. And then our, on our Spanish account, we have live the Indians game where they, um, they kept the 22 streak. Um, oh, wins. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jay so Bruce Gray hits the walk off, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. So we we have that going on right now on, on, That's on awesome. our on, on our Facebook from Las Mayores and MLB Puerto Rico. And during the whole game during the whole day we're gonna be streaming a bunch of games. Um and there's there's teams that are actually streaming um 
MLB The Show. So I think Miguel Rojas is playing Reese Hoskins on MLB The Show later today. Um, and that's that. those are the things that we're doing today. Um, outside of today, we are posting um, highlights from past. Uh, we're posting birthdays from players. Um, we're basically preparing for, like, when we start playing baseball. Uh, we're making plans. We are preparing um, ideas um, because, of course, like we we still don't know uh, what the outcome of of this coronavirus is going to be. Um, so we don't want to like get involved in much conversations of like coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So we still want to be prepared for. Oh, it's over. Next week is opening day. Like we we need to get prepared. Uh, with our posts, with graphics, with videos, with hype videos, everything. So, so that's what we're doing right now. You might not see a lot of stuff on social media, um, but behind our computers, we are working really hard to to get all that content ready for for when baseball comes back. I love it, man, and I cannot wait for baseball to come back. And I'm gonna make sure on my TV all day. I'm just watching games. I've been recently. Uh, I've been I've been itching. So as I said before, just watching some old games. And I. Uh, went on if anybody out there doesn't know if you just search mlb vault on youtube there's pretty much like any game that ever existed there which is awesome so i actually went back and i started watching game seven of the cubs indians world series um which for anyone that doesn't remember that game's five and a half hours long so it's going to take me a little while to get through it but uh, i think i'm like about halfway through right now and uh, very excited because i was actually in london when that was happening so i didn't actually oh, get wow. to see that one live uh so i'm wow. i've seen all the highlights i've seen everything obviously know what happens but very excited for it but that's enough about me um yeah. i had an incredible conversation today with hernan Vivas. Thank, thank you so much for your time man this was awesome and i promise i'll do my best to get this out today it'll be out at some point i hope so so thank you so much <laughs> man. i appreciate it yeah that's great that's great um and get it out soon because there's a bunch of nice games going on and people need to see those games there's a the jose batista bad flip we're post oh. we're, we're, yeah we're we're going Love live it. with that. We're going live with that game. I believe at 3 p.m. today in Las Mayores um, Facebook. I yeah. love it. And there's Good there's stuff. a bunch of other there's a bunch of other games. I think at 6 p.m. we have the Felix Hernandez perfect game. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so. I accidentally watched that game. Just like just <laughs> turned it on, and all of a sudden, just like I was like, wait a second, we got something here and, and ended up watching the whole thing. And it was, <laughs> oh man, it was awesome. So that's good stuff, man. Hernan, yeah. thank you so much for your time today. No, thank you a lot for real. Um, this was great, great conversation. And, and I hope um, everyone learns a little bit about my, my history and, and, and just don't be afraid to apply everywhere and, and just love sports, man. Just love sports. I'm going to leave it on that. Appreciate your time today, brother. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to this conversation with Hernan. As I said, he was wonderful. Got to learn so, so much about what baseball is doing and how they're doing it. I think it is absolutely fantastic. Very, very grateful. Make sure to check out all the accounts in the show notes. Many of them, some of them are Hernan's and some of them are the accounts that he runs, which I think is really cool. So give him a little bit of love there. And please, if you could give us a five-star review on Facebook, on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever the heck you give your reviews, we would really, really love one of those. So thank you all so much for your time. It's the only thing we don't get more of. I thank you for giving me some of yours and I hope you make it a wonderful day.